Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello everyone, I just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who has been thanking me for creating this podcast. Um, Those of you who may not know what you're listening to, although you should, this is Straight Talk with Storm. I'm known in the industry as Seductive Storm and I have been a companion uh, for 18 years total, although I did retire uh, twice for about a year each time. But overall, I've, I've been doing this a long time, and I've made a few interview and podcast rounds this year, and I just felt like there was a need for a podcast that was relatable to everyone, or, or at least to the online community of sex workers, one that encompassed and welcomed everyone to the table, uh, not just the elite, not just the upscale, not just the VIP, but even the mid-grade and the, and the lower bracket um, because everyone needs to feel some type of support and education in this thing. And so um, I hope each one of these episodes will be enlightening to you or make you laugh. Some might even make you cry. Some might make you angry as shit with the things I say or the things other people who are on here are saying. But at least we're opening a discussion and hearing each other. So please tune in every episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks. So in the next few minutes, I will be joined by the beautiful, blonde, mature, hottie Heather Strong of California. It's going to be a great interview. Stick around. You'll be glad you did. Okay. All right. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Okay, great. So... Um, we're going to get right into it because I know you have an appointment today and I got some errands to run today too. Got to go to a butcher shop that's kind of far from the house. So, okay. But, um, what we're going to have you do is, of course, the usual. So, go ahead. And if you would, Heather, please introduce yourself to all the listeners. Okay. My name is Heather Strong and I am based out of Los Angeles, California. And I've been a provider since 2012. And yeah. (laughs) No, I didn't know if you had more to say, but I was like, okay, about the year uh, that you started. But no, if you want to add more about yourself, please continue. Okay. (laughs) I'm a GFE provider and I'm fetish friendly. So I do uh, fetish stuff as well. Um. And I see couples, women and men, in call and out call. Wonderful. Um, 
So for those who may not realize, and I always try to explain how I know people, um, well, the people that come on the podcast that I actually know sort of kind of already. So Heather and I, I first came into contact with each other probably as a result of, I think the Verify Him Room was around then. And I yes, was offering... Yes. And I was offering web design services and I actually built Heather's first website. And then over the years, we've kind of stayed in touch on Twitter. And we also recently both interviewed together for Vivian's The Sexy Escort Guide podcast for the Mature episode. So that's how we know each other. And I think we have a pretty good mutual respect of each other. So this should be a cool interview. I try not to have people on who I don't have any respected all for. <laughs> but good, good um, choice. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it may happen at some point because sometimes there are topics that I want to talk about that probably are gonna require me to do it. I just haven't had it come to that yet. But I'm sure yeah. it's down the pike somewhere because um anyone who reads sex work Twitter knows that things can get ugly and real mm. crazy there real quick. And some of those topics do need to be addressed and I feel like I'm just the girl for the job. So sooner or later, I'm going to have to wrangle some people in and see if we can get them to maybe share why they feel the way they feel. But that's a whole nother journey, another topic for another day. Yeah. Um, but um, how did you get into escorting? I always ask everyone this question. I know some of y'all listen like, she always starts with that. Well, I feel like it's important for people to know our backstory. So yes, how did you get started? Well, in my 20s, I, I used to do girl-girl girl shows at bachelor parties. And, and then, but that, that's, um, so that's how I got, like, a, my first taste of it. And then I didn't start until my 40s because it was the first recession in 2008 and nine, um, mm-hmm. that, um My mom was helping me out, and I couldn't find a job in my field because I uh, my field is I – I'm a legal assistant paralegal, you know, by trade. And um, I couldn't find a job and unemployment was running out. My mom cut me off and I was like, I had to do something. So I uh, had some friends that did it and I just jumped on it in and started a back page ad and, and uh, went, you know, went from there. That's how I started. I got, I got a late start. In my- yeah. I got a later start than most, not as late as yours, but I was 30, 31 at the time. Mm-hmm after a marriage. But what I will say, um, a common trend I'm hearing for the most part, when I ask people how they started, and this is the funny thing because people um, can say what they want to about Backpage and when it existed, but it seems like everyone who I asked this question to says that that's the first place they placed their ad. Um, Backpage was, you know, you had to sift through a lot of bull, but but there were some good clients on Backpage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, those i'm just gonna i'm gonna give y'all some game now some truth um there are a lot of elite high-end providers on twitter and other places and it's all a smoke and mirror show people just trying to protect brands and marketing yeah Um, when Backpage existed would argue that they never posted there oh my gosh it was so horrible no oh my gosh i wouldn't be found dead there let me let you on to a little secret and, and this is a well-known secret amongst the community. I know everybody's like, no, 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 don't tell our secrets. So there are a lot of people who have more than one persona, same mm-hmm. person, more than one persona. 
And you better believe a good portion of those same, same ladies who for one particular brand are telling the masses they never stuck their toe in the water at Backpage had a whole different persona on Backpage at a Backpage level rate. I'm there. telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not just shooting that out there and don't know what I'm talking about. Everybody does it. And there, like, There's a girl in LA that um, is like $1,400 an hour you know beverly hills you know right i remember when she was two hundred dollars on that page right everybody has everybody has a a different persona i have two personas um everybody does and and that's even without that page still existing for the most part when you have one brand that you want to be one thing and one you want to be something else yeah even just price point wise you will find that people have two different personas. Um, usually one with face showing, one with blurred blurred face, or just very different images or maybe a different color hair that makes it hard for guys. Like, girls know when we're seeing the same person in pics. Yeah. But guys, I don't think, pick it up as fast. But yeah, look, people, same thing now would say using skip the games. Skip the games, I it's, it works in some cities. I, it's not the best place in the world. It has, um, it, it could be a lot better of a place. Um, mm-hmm. But what I will say is um, I'm starting to see a lot of people there once in a while who said they'd never step foot there because you should just never say never in this industry because it's always changing. And sometimes you got to do what you got to do just to get your ad seen because everybody doesn't have Eros money every month and especially not right now. Yeah, so, I, be- I believe in casting a wide net, like, you yeah. know, cast it as wide as you can because, you know, you never know where clients are going to come from. And yeah, Eros is just ridiculously expensive. I pay like $400 a month for my ad on Eros, and it's not even a VIP ad, it's a basic ad. Yeah, yeah. They base it based off location. Atlanta is close to 200 and I just went back on there. I mean, my account was there, but I hadn't posted in over a year because I really don't like to post ads for Atlanta because it's a waste of time and energy so the only time I spend money on arrows is if I'm going to travel somewhere else and so um but I posted now because um the only way to get a banner on arrows is to also have a paid ad on arrows and I needed a banner ad to market my virtual site other than that I probably wouldn't have gone back but you know, because I'm not traveling anywhere currently because I have underlying health issues and that would be a complete nightmare for me. Plus, I'd be worried about bringing it back in the house to my kids. So mm-hmm. until things calm down, I'm just going to sit here for a while. And yeah, because Atlanta's market sucks so bad that I, you know, I just didn't know where to put the base ad because I didn't want people to think I was traveling and guys getting upset because I'm posted in Chicago. You know, but normally, normally I run my arrows ad in Chicago. I, 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 heard, run I heard that Atlanta was bad. And I can't, like, I wonder why that is. It's a big city. <laughs> um, um, so... Each city has boards and forums that are more popular in some cities than others. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, unfortunately in Atlanta, aside from TR, which is a shit show all in its own. Yeah. um, USA Sex Guide is very prevalent in Atlanta. Oh, yuck. (laughs) And and, um, because of that, well, that in itself just 
describes the type of people that come out to play in Atlanta as far as clients go. Now, don't get me wrong. I have had some very lovely, wonderful experiences in Atlanta. However, with Faust and Sefta taking away the sites that most of those guys were on, mm-hmm. and with those guys not really being the hobbyist type who do it frequently and often and know where to continue to look, yeah, a lot of those guys can't even find their way back to who they saw because they're not frequent customers. They might see you, you know, they might come out and play yeah. three, four times a year at the most, mm-hmm. but they're not people who hang on to emails, phone numbers, and website links. Yeah. They're just not. They're not that guy. And so, um, unfortunately, now, because guys get on Reddit, sub, subreddits, and other places. Now, I had, I had a really good guy find me uh, through a uh, Reddit subreddit a few months back. And um, they were suggesting Trist. They were telling guys to go to Trist. So I guess it depends on who answers, but um, yeah, it's unfortunately when they go to Google or when they ask their guy buddies where to look, a lot of them are suggested over to USA Sex Guide or T. And you know what else? Erotic Monkey. I just wish that site would go away. That's that's the bottom of the barrel site too. Have you ever had to? Yeah. Yeah. It's complete trash. I mean. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is trash. It's trash. So so back in Arrow's heyday in the early 2000s, I got on Arrow's for the first time in 2001 mm-hmm. or the end of two. Yeah, 2001. We used to we used to uh, c- compare like the ad sites and the boards, and we would say that Arrow's was top shelf, and Craigslist erotic was bottom feeders, mm-hmm. and review boards. Uh, Big Doggy was classy, T.E.R. was mid-grade, and USA Sex Guide was a trash can. Yeah. And that still holds. Yeah. Big Doggy didn't come back. I wish Big Doggy come back. I am anti-review, period. Yeah. I don't like them. I think we can live without it. I, like, I think it's a ridiculous system unless somebody... Like I can understand having a scam or rip-off section for it, but mm-hmm. all the other stuff, I don't well, see the point of because private no two experiences are going to be the same. So bad. Have you ever have you ever had the experience with Private Delights? Because they have rules about their reviews, yes. and they they don't allow mm-hmm. raunchy reviews, and the, the, all, the providers get to comment. You know, so right. That, so that 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 that's the only review site that I don't have a problem with, but the rest of them, yeah, I hate it. I hate them. I just don't like review culture on whole because I feel like. Every experience is different and yeah. unique, even if they're similar. And and there's no way I can know what my chemistry with, with client A is going to be like compared to client B. So that's why I don't like it, because I think it sets the expectation. Well, I want exactly what that poster said. Well, yeah, and I, I've had guys lie on the reviews. Like, I don't do, I don't do Greek, right? Oh, well, mm-hmm. I had yes. one guy you know, write this review and said that I did Greek and all that. Well, it was a big problem <laughs> because after that, yeah. everybody expected and thought, you know, and then when I told them, no, they were like, well, they, they're accusing me of lying. And I'm like, no, I'm not lying. That reviewer was lying. Yeah. I, I, I've had that happen too. Um, I do protected blowjobs and 
I had someone write a review and he was a reg and I think he just thought he was doing me a favor. Very nice person, but he just elaborated and added so much to a review mm. one time. And I had a guy hit me up who basically thought I was going to be like some porn star gagger level uh. specialist early. And I'm like, I was like, you read what? And he was like, well, your review says, I said, I don't even know where you saw it. And I'm banned from TR now. This was a couple of years ago. So I don't have access to it. But what I can tell you is that's not true. I, I'm sure he had the best. I, I know he had the best intentions. But yeah, guys, that's not helpful. Y'all think you're helping us and going to get us more business. Mm. It just upsets people. And it upsets us because I don't want to discuss any of that. I, I absolutely don't want to discuss it. I want it to feel like I met up with an old friend. We had chemistry and we had a great time. I never wanted to feel forced or manipulated. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, you know, yeah. so yeah. Um, so if you look back from now to when you started, when was it more fun and more profitable for you then or now? I know it can't be now because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, but um it it's uh, well, I mean it's more profitable because my rates are higher than it was than they were before. Okay. But I, but I had, but it was a lot easier to get business uh, before. Okay. Um, so right. if I had higher rates before it, then before would be probably more, would be more profitable, but just because my rates are higher than they were when I started. Okay. So yeah, FOSTA sets yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot easier. Things were a lot easier post or pre FOSTA SESTA. <laughs> You know, yeah, more, there was and, more fights like, to, to uh, you know, on, be on and, and the, just more clients. Yeah. And it's just, and it's just now we're most of us dealing with a double whammy. Mm -hmm. It's Fausta Sesta and COVID. It's like, yeah. It's like really being stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Like, oh my God. Like, you know. So yeah. March and April were pretty scary. I was really, I mean, it was pretty bad. March and April, it was like, my income was cut in half or even less. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. Mine has been cut in half. Well, I've always, I've been saying for the last year or so, I've probably been, as I call it, semi-retired, meaning not completely happy to take clients. But because web design and assistant stuff took over most of my life, I ain't had time for much else with still trying to, you know, raise a family. And so... Um, and because Atlanta sucks and I will only work when I'm not here. Um, honestly, unless a reg or something of mine from before things got so horrible in Atlanta contacts me, but with new guys, unless they really, really, really wow me in their introduction and screening, I don't bother with them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that, um, when things had actually started getting slow for a lot of providers, as far back as Christmas mm -hmm. and January, um, before COVID started, there was some slowness. And I think that's because a lot of people, guys, spent a lot of money during the holidays. So we were already dealing with that. And I had noticed most of the people I assisted for were starting to have lower numbers. Mm -hmm. And that um, a, a few of them were not going to be able to afford to pay assistant fees anymore because they were having to, you know, some of them are still in school and things of that nature. So they were having to pay for that. And so paying for an assistant too uh, was, was not a good idea for them. Now, web design was still going okay at that time. Mm -hmm. But then 
when I guess the end of March, mid-March, um, the first thing I had happened was one of my really big assistant clients uh, got diagnosed with a medical condition that then took away her ability to be a provider anymore. Um, so lost her. And then a week after the world shut down because of COVID. So it, I just got punched in my kidneys and my face over and over again for like a, a month's run. And luckily, luckily, thank God, because of my actual web design businesses, I was able to get unemployment because I don't know what I'd be doing otherwise. It would have been. Horrible. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, I, uh, yeah. Um, it, but it's like years. I'm, I'm not comfortable because I'm always like, you just never know. The government is so weird right now. They'll tell you that they've approved you for something for a certain amount of weeks. And then they'll open the country up and be like, okay, well, now nobody needs it anymore. We're going to take it back from you guys now. I just don't trust Yeah. So if anyone is listening who needs or can afford an assistant right now, because assistant work is a monthly paycheck, whereas website work is like one and done, I am always looking for assistant clients until I get three solid ones. I don't like to work for three more solid, three more independent girls. Then once at a time, because I still have an agency that I do work for, and it would overwhelm me. But yeah, if there's three of you listening, I hate to plug myself, but I need to. <laughs> if there's three of you listening who can afford it and need an assistant, who is also in the trenches with you, so to speak, so she understands the industry and the bullshit that comes with it, look me up. Um, But would you feel like sex work has changed you and who you are outside of it? Uh, yes, it's made me, I think it's made me a stronger person because you really have to deal with a lot of, I mean, I, it's made me have a, a thicker skin. I was a lot more like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I have a lot of th- thicker skin um, because you have to have thick skin to be in this um, job because of all the, I mean, you do have to put up with a fair amount of abuse and like, you know, verbal I mean, guys, as soon as you don't do what they want or you, you refuse to see them whatever, or whatever, they, they start with the verbal assault, you know, or text, um, tearing you down, you know, just insulting you and like, you know, you, you know what I mean? You've probably gotten those emails and texts yes. before from these, some of these guys. <laughs> oh yeah, always. always. And, um, it's always. made me, well, it's like running a business. So, you know, you, it's, uh, it's you know, it's given, it's given me um, a taste of how, what it's like to run your own business versus working for somebody else. Because before, before I started doing this, I was you know, working at a law firm for years. So, I mean, that's a whole different ballgame, working for somebody else versus working for yourself. So, right. and it's changed, you right. know, it, it changes your view on, uh, about men a little bit, you know, because, um, you, you just it yeah you just it's just it's just uh you look at me a little bit different after doing this for a while I think I think for me <laughs> again as a woman of color as a woman of color we deal with and and guys black men if you're listening I got five kids and they're by black men and I love black men uh-huh. <laughs> primarily 
And and so I don't want anyone listening to be like, oh my God, she hates black dudes. She such as that's the biggest lie ever. I got two black sons. Come on now. I've given birth to two black men. I, my current partner of 11 years is a black man. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, unfortunately, and black guys, you know, it's true because you got some friends that you hang out with that you know fit what I'm saying. There's some of them that aren't shit. And you know that I know, and you know too is their friend. You go home and talk about him to your girlfriend at night. You got that one friend who you go home and talk about because his behavior is so ridiculous. So um, because a lot of us, a lot of black women play the mother and father role, um, it's getting better and we're seeing more black couples actually married or that live together long-term, raise their kids together. The, the home life of the black family somehow is managing to get better even though a lot of things for us still suck but that seems to be getting better you're finding a lot of young fathers even my son who's 10 and 27 in june raising their children with little to not a lot of help from the mom like the single dad thing in our community so i applaud the improvements however the generation i grew up in because i'm 50 the, those years wasn't so great. So I already had a certain opinion of men anyway, based off my dating experiences as a woman mm -hmm. of color prior to anything sex work taught me. So for me, it wasn't such a big jump in the opinion I already had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because um, I had already been shown time and time again that everybody, like a lot of guys, ain't shit and there's no other way for me to say it than that and I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone but again I can only speak on my experiences I've only dated outside of my race in my personal life like for real dated two solid times mm -hmm. have I been intimate when I was younger and was just doing me with a few more white gentlemen of course but, you know, I was young as shit. Um, but honestly, as far as like two actual real relationships, twice, and they probably, they, one lasted a while, but he was just a dog too, by the way. So it's not a race thing. It's a man thing. Like if you have a penis, but I'm just saying where I got the original opinion yeah. from. That's why I mentioned it because, you know, most of my personal life dating experience was mm -hmm. black guys. So, but yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I definitely, definitely already knew um, that you could trust a man about as far as you can throw him. I already knew Another it. thing so, that this profession has shown me is, is how many people are in sexless marriages and like messed up, like, like marriages where the sex, I mean, I've had a lot of guys tell me, you know, they love their wife and down their mm -hmm. best friends, but you know, just the sex went out the window when she hit menopause or the sex went out the window when we had kids yeah. or you know or the sex was just never there like to begin with or but it's amazing to me how many marriages or you know guys are with uh women that the sex is just but you know but you know what i know too again from my prior dating life mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and funny thing i had an ex die last summer and there were some of things that never got put to rest between me and the girl he cheated on me with when he was engaged to me. And she later went on to have two kids mm. with him. And we had never hashed that out. And finally we talked like a month ago, we had a phone call. And uh, all those things that you're saying men told you, 
he had told her about me, none of which oh. was true. And so, and, and what I do know is um, men say anything to get their desired end result. So I don't necessarily um, believe the whole, like, I don't do such and such with her anymore, or she won't do it with me story. Um, you know, I just think some of them tell, are scared that we're going to judge yeah. them. If they say that there's nothing oh, wrong well, at yeah. home. And some, of them, some of them say, yeah. yeah, there's nothing wrong at home. They just want variety. Or And some of them even say, yeah. oh, oh, I have a past. My wife knows about this. Every Once in a while, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. But I just know that men will say and do whatever they need to to get yeah. their end result. And some women yeah. will, too. I, I'm not just, it's not just dudes. But when women do it, it's usually... Because we have some materialistic need that we're after. Yeah, women will twist the story, too, to get what they, their desired effect is. I'm absolutely not saying that we won't, because we will. I mean, come on. Women have been doing that for years, too. So yeah. it's, it's a two-sided thing. Everybody's just not honest all the time. And, and when you're trying to hustle someone, regardless of what it's for, whether you're trying to hustle them out of their yeah. underwear or hustle their, your way into their wallet, stories are often told that aren't yeah. necessarily true. Yeah. It is what it is. That's true. <laughs> You know Especially I mean? in LA. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I bet my son is in LA right now. He's been there a week on vacation. He'll be back. Oh, really? What part? What part of LA is he? He's been at, look. He's been hitting every 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 part of the West Coast he can. They've been in Vegas, LA, oh. Oakland, uh, San Francisco. Like they've literally been everywhere. That's why when he gets back, I'm like, son, you got self isolate when you get back. I love to spend time with you. But you might just have to take, get your baby because I'm watching his daughter. I'm like, you might just have to go directly back to your apartment because yeah. you've been everywhere doing everything and the numbers out there are still a little yeah. scary. So I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know. But I told him I want him to have fun. You know, he was, He's turning 27 yeah. in June, but I just still worry. I'm a mom. I worry. I worry about him, but then I'm also worried about being exposed to him when he gets back. So, whew. yeah, but my, my older kids are hard-headed both of them been running around doing whatever and now everybody wants to come visit me this weekend and I'm scared to death I want to see my kids but I'm scared too so I'm just gonna be I told them I was like no offense but mom's gonna have on a mask and be spraying alcohol in <laughs> the house I'm sorry that's how the visit's gonna go yeah so. <laughs> well, we're shut down I think until July 4th I think yeah, that's why I couldn't even understand how they're just out doing all this stuff. I mean, he's been posting fabulous Instagram stories. And I'm just like, how are you doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. But he, they're having a blast. That's all I can say. I just hope it doesn't come back to haunt him a couple weeks from now. <laughs> but um, um, let's see. Uh, what, has sex work, what has sex work done that's beneficial for you and your goals? And are there any things you feel like sex work, sex work sorry, stood in the way of you? Uh, it, well, it saved my life during the first recession when I couldn't find a job in my field and um, I had to do something. So, it, I mean, I would have been like homeless or something if I didn't, you know, do you know, so it saved my life that way, mm -hmm. but it's also collided because I, for years, I did both. I was a part-time sex worker and then full-time at the law firm. And those two right. worlds collided a few times, which was not good. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, mm. it's gotten in the way of my vanilla 
job a, a few times. Right. Um, you know, because people find out or, you know, they, they recognize you and uh, mm-hmm. it's a problem. <laughs> and especially in a law firm because they're and like, you know, real conservative and. Yeah. Yeah. Has it uh, prevented you from any like personal life things you wanted to do or accomplish though? Like, did it get in the way of anything family? Oh, yeah. My, um, just my brother outed me to my mother, and my mother mm-hmm. is very uh, devout <laughs> Catholic. You know, she's never been with anybody but my father okay. the, and all that. And she was devastated. And I, you know, why would your brother do well, that? Well, he did Not that because you, he did that because when she was helping me out and she stopped helping me because my brother's wife they just had a baby and then he was a full-time student. They got mm-hmm. they're going through a divorce and she kicked them out. So he had nowhere to go. So he went to my mom's and started living at my mom's and she was helping him out so she couldn't help me out anymore and I think he did that to, to kind of secure his spot up there to make sure that yeah. That's horrible. That's a horrible thing to do to a it sibling. Is. That's horrible. Because, I That's mean, my horrible. mom was it, my mom was pretty devastated. I mean, she thought that, that that was just the worst to her. That was just the worst thing in the world. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Were y'all ever able as a family to resolve things? Yeah. Everybody getting along now. Everything good. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not yeah. as close. My my brother lives with my mom, and my mom takes care of my mom because she's unable to live on her own and. But, um, you know, I yeah. don't see them that much. And, um, yeah, no, I didn't talk to them for a few, several months after that happened because I was so mad. Because I was mad at my mother, too. Because right. my mother, <laughs> I mean, it's a small world. Uh, my mom was like an hour away. And she she was at her nail salon telling everybody about it. And it turns out, it, it, was, it turns oh, out that, no. it turns out oh, that the lady that I, I worked with at a law firm went to the same nail shop was in the nail and salon. she was there oh. and she told me she, she like told me you know about your mom it was at the nail shop I was there and I was just like oh my god I mean that that could have been a real I was lucky she's pretty cool but she she works uh she's a court report mm-hmm. she could have spread that around like I mean I, I so I was like really angry at my mom and my brother for that yeah. So but that was yeah. cool, you know, a long yeah. time ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure eventually what they say, time heals all wounds. Hopefully eventually to get as close back to normal as it can. I know with me and my family, um, me and my oldest daughter have months of not speaking, followed by months of we love each other, followed by more months of not speaking because we've argued again. So this weekend should be fun. Like my son is so used to it that he's already set up an escape clause for both of us. He's like, look, just try to get along for a couple days. And if you cannot like, even if it's before I get back from LA, I've already got a roommate at the house waiting with a key and she can just go there. But y'all try to get along. Cause my son already yeah. knows. Like, <laughs> like we love each other, but we just both very strongly opinionated. And um, I'm one of those parents. It's funny in black households, nobody cares if you're 60, if your mother's still alive at 90, you don't talk back to your mom. You respect your mom and you shut up. You being grown doesn't mean you get to yeah. overrule your mom. So um, I just have to remind some of my children, I have five of that more mm-hmm. than others. And she's one of them. 
So, but um, yeah, but you know, and and um, me and my kids have always had differences of opinion, of course, over me having been in sex work and especially so long. And um, she's one that feels the most strongly about it. And I, I tell her all the time, like what words to not use around me because I find them offensive. Well, she's, you know, I, I call it slut. Sh- it's, it's crazy, slut shaming other women. But I assure you guys, my daughter is no sexual prude or angel herself. So I don't even know why she does it. I think it's easy for people to point the finger when they're not really yeah. looking in the mirror themselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Um, but um, yeah, she she probably, uh, I love her and I'd never say her name or nothing. I love her and I'm definitely not slut shaming her because I tell people all the time, I was way more promiscuous and all over the place before I even entered sex work. Sex oh, work me too. I used to like, sexually. back in the day, I used to so, go around like, yeah screwing everybody in like without condoms and stuff and everything back yeah. in the 80s and, yeah. yeah i was wide open crazy when i was younger <laughs> yeah so i'm definitely not putting my daughter down because i feel like i'm a strong believer in whatever man can do a woman should be able to do too and that involved and that is to include body body autonomy and doing what you mm-hmm. want to do with your body as long as you're not hurting other people. I don't care how many people you sleep with. As long as you're not putting yourself yeah. and others in danger. I don't give a damn. So I would never judge my kids on that, male or female. My sons don't like that because they think I shouldn't teach their sisters that. Yeah. But hey, I mean, y'all don't want me telling you how many women to sleep with. Why am I going to tell you yeah. sisters how many men to sleep with? That's not my job. That's that's literally her vagina. Once mm-hmm. she's over 18, she can do with it what she wants. Now, up to 18, yes, I'm going to have a few words about it. But once you hit the 18 threshold, yeah. I can't say nothing, legally or otherwise. So yeah. I might as well shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I can give my advice as somebody's a bum dude who I think you shouldn't be giving the time of day to, but that's about it, you know? And, and every mother knows the harder you try to convince a kid someone is bad for them is the harder yeah. they run towards that person. So I try not to get involved at all because it just mm-hmm. leads them straight to them. Um, so, um, let me see, you, you kind of already said March and April were pretty scary for you in terms of COVID, so we don't need to redo that and make it redundant, but, um, do you ever feel things will return to normal if there ever was such a thing? Well, I mean, things, May is, I mean, things are slowly starting to go back to normal, but, um, are you talking about go back to normal at pre, uh, pre-FOSTA-FESTA or before March? I think pre-COVID because I feel like things kind of leveled off after the first year of FOSTA. They never got back to normal in terms of ads and the places we could advertise, but we still found a way to make it work versus now the guys even being kind of reluctant to have that close body contact. Yeah, I think once everything opens back up and they announce, you know, virus is gone or they found a vaccine or whatever, you know, then it'll go go back to normal, I think. You know, once, once you find a cure. Yeah, but unfortunately, unfortunately, because there's no real, like, um, concurrent plan throughout the whole United States mm-hmm. it's every state for themselves I think the issue I think we'd get to that finish line and normalcy s- sooner and faster 
if they came up with one plan, yeah. every state stick to it. But because everybody's doing something different, my worst nightmare, and I think it's going to come true, and I probably should place a bet on it if it wasn't so evil to bet on health. But because of how things are doing, it would not surprise me at all if they don't have to shut things back down and for a second time and for longer by the end of August with the recklessness of how everything's being done now with yeah. no real clear plan to reopen it yeah, properly. I hope that doesn't happen, but yeah, I know. I, I think everything, everybody should be on the same page. I don't understand why each state is doing their own thing, but. Yeah, it's um, because we have a president who doesn't want any accountability so that the finger's not pointed at him, but the finger's already being pointed at him at this point. So I don't know why he doesn't just go ahead and just take it on the back like or on the shoulders like a man should and get some control of everybody. I, I just dislike him a lot, but whether I dislike him or not, with people's health at risk, he needs to do what's right and take some control. And I know everybody's like, that's unconstitutional. I'm an American. I have my rights. Okay, so common sense says if you it's just like when you say when you're sick right or when you've had surgery and you have a recovery period mm. and your doctor warns you that if you don't follow the directions or finish taking the antibiotic it's going to get twice yeah. as bad you'll be right back same thing really the same thing um i i would love to be doing whatever i want to do too however what i do know is if everybody just keeps worrying about them as individuals and as single states and as this that and the other and if the whole topic is constitution versus health then we're just going to keep getting shut back down like every three months and it's just going to get worse each time because nobody's following directions i mean like if we had just had one full plan like okay everybody opens back up every state by this date and i understand it's impossible because the rate of infection is such in every state is different so maybe you can't do it that way but there should at least be guidelines that you force governors to stick to like here in georgia when we got reopened in phase one we hadn't met half of the criteria mm. and we still opened the state anyway what is the point of scientists and actual doctors giving the government guidelines that they think are best and then states skipping over them like i just i i don't know but i'm gonna be mad as shit if back in if in august i'm told again hey now instead of three months at home we need you guys oh to I, I will be too months. and i'm like already Come upset on, that, just... that you know the summer's already gonna be you know screwed up and like yeah, yeah. I, I, there there's been like and in, in LA, there's like a, there was an article about the police chief's uh, a wife who drove or flew to Arizona to get her nails and hair and whatever else done because she couldn't do it in California. And everybody's all in, up in arms over it. <laughs> but you know what? That's crazy too. Because uh, let's say that she was sick and didn't know it. Now she's going to another state. Like I don't know. I just I just here's what I think. I think women and men should be able to do their basic hair care and nail needs at home it may not be as glamorous as you're used to it being but i mean surely you can clean yourself up and look good yeah i'm doing my i'm doing my nails at home i I went online and ordered the gel kit and everything and i'm doing them (laughs) just like at the shop right or the guy that drove uh 600 miles from somewhere in 
somewhere in Oregon up to Yuba City, California to get a haircut. Why would anyone drive 600 miles for a simple I mean, you can go on Craigslist. Really Craigslist, you could they're doing it on the download. Like, I'm I'm going to my hair lady right. tomorrow, and she's working out of her house. You know? Right. And, and I mean, I get that. I get that. But just the craziness of people not understanding, like, everybody wants the quick fix and wants now, now, now. And just like most things in life, the quick, fastest route is yeah. usually not the best route to something mm-hmm. that's going to last or, or or be quality. And I just think we're about to further mess up the quality of our lives as a whole by rushing, rushing, rushing yeah. to do everything right now. Like, people people go to jail for 10 years, and some of them aren't even guilty of what they went to jail for, and they go, and they deal with it. Some people, you know, for instance, someone made the correlation like slavery with no constant with no constitutional rights and no freedoms people truly oppressed lasted 246 years and we can't even sit still for a month or two without complaining like really? i know this floor our like, society is all about instant <laughs> gratification i think ever since the internet came you know that's that's the way yeah. it is yeah yeah well Unfortunately, I, I wish too. I wish we could snap our fingers, have a safe, 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 safe is the most important word, this vaccine that wouldn't will kill us all just with the vaccine itself. And then like, because my kids are so against me getting vaccinated. Three of my kids are really against it. And I've told them, I don't see any other way with the underlying health condition that I get to be free again without it. Like, if you all don't want to do it, I can't make you. I would never. I wouldn't even force my 14-year-old to if she doesn't want to. But for me, because I really don't have much of an option, if I want something of a normal life back, I would have to. I mean, you know, they're against it. They're opposed. But luckily, they don't get to make that medical decision for me. Luckily, I'm still in sound mind, good health, and they don't get to decide. Because if they get to decide, I'm never getting vaccinated. (laughs) Um, But um, when things are closer to normal, what is the first trip you want to take or the first thing you Um, want to do just for pleasure? I I don't know. I thought about, like, I don't usually tour because I've tried doing it and I just, I could never get it like off the ground. Like I could never get enough deposits and enough people to mm-hmm. justify spending all the money on travel and all that. But I mean, I'd like to try it to tour mm-hmm. Hawaii, you know, if I could, that would be, um, mm-hmm. I heard Hawaii is a pretty decent market. Yes. But I don't know. I mean, that would be like a vacation and work, you know, if I could. Yeah. I think that's important if you can afford to for all tours. When I tour, I always go to places I wanted to see and vacation at anyway. So that if I don't make anything, it still wasn't wasted because I still got to yeah. enjoy the sights, the music, and the food. Like, that's how I decide where I'm going. I know a lot of people decide based on other things. But for me, um, I can come home and feel like I enjoyed myself and got some much needed rest and, you know, just had a vacation, even if it was originally meant for work. And be out of some money and not feel bad about it versus it totally having been a work trip and not coming back with anything. So I try to always plan my tours that way anyway. I always want it to be fun and work. Um, Yeah. Um, Let's see. What things do you miss the most 
with things being how they are now. And I don't mean like work stuff. I mean like just simple everyday stuff Heather needs to do or likes to experience. Like we were just talking about getting hair and nails done. Like what are the things that made you happy and gave you peace that you're um, able to do right now? Well, I hate wearing these masks. <laughs> like I, w- <laughs> I wish, I can't wait till we don't <laughs> have to wear those anymore. Um, oh, going to a restaurant and just sitting down and having a meal and going to a theater and watching a movie. Or concerts, yeah. you know. I miss I miss yeah. doing those things. Yeah. See, our restaurants are here are open. Our movie theaters are supposed to be, but the one in my county isn't, and I can't. And say I that miss I blame the them, casino. But the restaurants are open. I love the casino. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, but the, the there's a, I, I saw a commercial <laughs> yesterday. There's one casino that's opening up May 27th, and I think I'll be getting in my car and going over there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, well I found actually there's, there's some underground casinos here, but I they're they're pretty shady, and I don't want to get popped in one of those. Like the cops come, yeah, but there there are around. There's um, so I'm waiting for the Indian casinos to open up. Right. Um. Have you tried virtual services at all to fill in the gaps? And if so, how is it working? Nope, and have not you ventured on to I tried yet? to do the sec uh the texting and phone stuff and I've only done it with two guys the rest of them you know they would contact me and I would tell them the rates and all whatever and they would just ghost me and I, I just I couldn't really get down with the virtual stuff so no nah, I didn't really I wasn't really into it yeah it's definitely different I'm having a hard time finding my zone and my whatever with it too and honestly um not to be egotistical or anything but I really didn't think it was gonna be so hard at least with photo set sales for me because ever since I first started years ago and this is the one thing that's been a constant with anyone who's ever seen my website statistic numbers my galleries and photos get crazy views even an old flicker that it's like, oh my gosh, that Flickr has got to be nine years old now. Um, that's still up within the Yahoo network. It's like a hundred some pics in me. Some of those pictures have like over 20,000 views per pic. And so I imagine with people loving my pics the way they did, I wasn't going to have a problem. Guys used to email me about my pics just to tell me, you know, how they were getting in touch yeah. with themselves to say it cleanly or whatever. And now that I want them mm. to pay for them, crickets. And I'm just like, I'm just doing what someone advised me. Someone advised me all the way back in 2003 to charge for my photos because of the numbers they were seeing. This was before I did my own websites. My web designer was like, you need a paid, you need a paid media site because your numbers for your visuals are crazy. Yeah. And now when I try to do it, crickets. (laughs) Go figure. But, you know, like I knew the rest of it was going to be an adjustment, like the, the texting and the the emails. I, I knew that was going to be difficult for me, just more for mm-hmm. me because of a time management thing. But I, I really didn't think selling the pics or videos would be as tough. But I mean, I think I've been at it now a month and a half. And sometimes it just takes guys a while to wrap their head around an idea that your business has changed and that they've got to evolve with it if they want to continue to see images and things of you. So I'm hoping that happens eventually, but it's just a waiting game. I'm like, I have to shoot more content tomorrow. And that's the part of it that's really hard. 
the amount of content I usually mm-hmm. like when you're just an in-person meeting person, you need a photo shoot once every quarterly yeah. or, you know, semi-annually. And then, and, and you might throw some selfies up just at your leisure. But with this, literally, you either film every week or at least every other week. And you have to shoot so much content to keep having new stuff to offer. It is way harder work than I ever imagined it would be, but it is hard. So shout out and applause to the cam girls and the girls who have only been virtual their entire career, because I don't think the rest of us realize how hard you guys had to work. And uh, it's exhausting. I never look forward to having to do the content because it takes two to three hours and I'm exhausted. Then I'm doing all these live shows to try to market myself Mm -hmm. to get it like Instagram live, uh, you know, um, and the payout, the payout's a lot low. You know, um, you're not making Zoom, as much like money. Having to do... Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I just can't see lowering my pick set rates anymore. I'm sure they're set pretty high compared to some, but again, um, I just felt like with that amount of work and that amount of and the amount of years I've been in the industry, regardless if it hasn't been virtual, yeah, I am not yeah. going to sell myself cheap. I'm not going to either. Either you're going to buy it at what I think is reasonable, um, and especially because, guys, this is taking more time and energy than any appointment I've ever done in my life. Each time I have to do content, <laughs> it feels like I have run a marathon and and <laughs> just been in the Olympics for three hours. Y'all have no idea how hard it is. Mm. And then the editing takes a day or two. Then you got to like, like watermark everything because guys are thieves. Yeah. Like it's just, it, it's, it's insane. So yeah, I'm not doing it for cheap. Uh, to the girls who do, I'm not knocking you, but I just feel like I can't because yeah. it, it's labor. I, it's a job to me, just like any other job I've ever had, just like any other business of mine to me. The labor has to equal the money. I I can't get, yeah. you know, a crazy amount, but come on, guys, come on. Like, you can't really expect us to make it, those of us who have to do virtual right now, off of, like, <laughs> your $10 OnlyFans subscription. That's why, that's why my OnlyFans is set up specifically to send people over mm-hmm. to my own virtual content site. I know there are girls who say that they make 100K a month on OnlyFans, 50K a month on on OnlyFans. I know there's a straight black guy that was once on an episode of Catfish who's in all the news stories because he makes, he's straight, but he markets to the gay guys on OnlyFans Mm. and he is a gorgeous black dude. When I say gorgeous, and he makes 100, he makes 100K per week on OnlyFans. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But what I'm saying is yeah. that's not the way it usually works out for most of us. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that it happens, but it's just a rare thing. And I think people see all these OnlyFans media stories and think that's going to be the life for them too. Uh, not unless you can invest a lot in your lighting, yeah. your camera, your outfits. I think there's a lot of people, really there's a lot more people on OnlyFans stuff now than there ever has been. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately, a lot of them don't understand how to do good quality stuff. So hopefully still, if you're doing good quality work, you can eventually build to where some of these other people are. But like, you know, it's a rare thing to get on OnlyFans and your first month even clear 5,000. Some people do it. But there, again, as I keep saying, there are people who already had a Twitter following 
or some social media following of at mm. least 8,000 and up. I'm telling y'all, and I know it to be true. People with lower numbers than that have a harder yeah. start because they don't have the fan base yet. They just don't. And so you got to be prepared for that. And not if you're going to do it like me and it's, and it's slowly moving and not doing what you thought it would, you either make the decision like me to see it through and keep going because I'm not a quitter at anything. Like I'll ride it to the wheels fall mm -hmm. off just because I'm not going to say it defeated me. But if you're a person who can't keep investing in it, can't keep yeah. ordering outfits and props because you're already drowning, then you, you, you're going to have to do what you can with the simple items you have and fake it till you make it, but still don't give up and throw in the towel because if you can't get unemployment, you can't do anything else. It's really all you got right now. Yeah. You're not able to see people right now. So all I'm saying is expect a slow start, but don't give up. Like just expect a slow start and don't compare yourself to other people. Mm. That's the worst thing you can do looking at OnlyFans numbers. Do not compare yourself to other people because you will get so easily discouraged mm -hmm. that you'll say, fuck this shit and be done yeah. in a day. Like literally. But yeah, OnlyFans is tough. Mm. Even celebrities are on mm. OnlyFans now. OnlyFans is tough. So um, yeah, it's a lot of celebrities right now in the last two weeks who have made OnlyFans account. And their average mm. subscription amount mm. is $50 per month. Um, but yeah, um, what do you the wish stigma. you could change about sex work? You know, the stigma and then decriminalizing it. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I, if decriminalization to me is even enough. Yeah. I like it just to be legal, period. See, decrim is like, um, decrim is like how marijuana is kind of like how they might not send you to jail but they'll still give you a fine yeah. to pay you know what i'm saying kind of like and then all of that whereas i just feel like there should be no yeah. consequence for it like literally none like none at all of course if you do it that way you then have to have regulations and i know a lot of girls are like i'm not giving anybody my legal information or my legal name and da 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 Okay, I get it. And I, I get it completely. But for for me, I guess it's easier because, you know, I've already been convicted twice. Uh, they already have my name in the database. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I've been down that road, too. I, I got sure caught in thing so, before, too. So, um. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, you know, that's why when people try to threaten me on social media, or talk about out. Oh, I know. I've had that happen guys, too. Like, oh, tell the police their information, like the ones who get mad about strands. And I'm and I'm always like, well, go ahead, and they're gonna tell you, oh yeah, we've had her down on our yeah. list since like 2004. Like, I mean, thanks, I guess, for the information. But yeah, we're well aware of her, you know. But unfortunately, sir, till we you know get her to slip again and get caught in this thing, we really can't do much about it. We can sit here and watch her, but I mean. You know, but thanks for your phone call. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, so yeah. how would you know if you weren't looking? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always like, go ahead and tell. Go ahead. Wait till I you they, ask Yeah, I've had somebody well, say, oh, I'm going to have you set up. Know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, go ahead and try. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody remember earlier this year, the guy, I think he was in Boston, who the girl, like, I guess their time was 
over technically. They were both dressed, so she assumed it yeah. was cool to leave. Like, I know some of us are chat and stuff, but I think it was her first time meeting him, so it's uh-huh. not like she's that comfortable yet to know what to talk about with him. And she left 10 minutes early. Oh, and so I saw that in the, the paper or something or on her. And, and <laughs> they, they arrested him instead, and I... And he had to go to court. Good for him. Because first of all, it's 10 wow. minutes. Are you serious? And and like, wow. Yeah, they arrested him because like, yeah, he basically admitted yeah. to, a, to a solicitation and an illegal act just by telling them everything. He yeah, told I remember he that. Was that was, pol- it and was, there was priceless. Some, something like that happened in Texas too. Yet. The guy called the police <laughs> yeah. because he felt like he got ripped off. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah these dudes are wild like I'm like okay so you go ahead and call I know one time one threatened to do it to me and I called for him I was like I'll do you better I had a I'll funny call. I have a funny story like, um so, I a funny story like this person uh, a couple this, years this, ago and I was at my friend's house that I do doubles with in Beverly Hills and my work phone uh fell out of my purse onto the uh-huh. sidewalk or onto the grass and somebody picked somebody picked it up and brought it to the police station uh-huh and, and so the police mm-hmm. had it and they opened oh, wow. it up and, and in my, you know, automatic, like my automatic text, <laughs> when you, you know, it's got my website and, you know, my Twitter handle and all that. Well, they went to my website right. and they filled out my, they filled out my contact form and they contacted <laughs> me and said, we have your phone. You can come pick it up anytime. Wow. It was like, they filled out my screening form, Beverly Hills police blah 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 officer so and so and I was like what the I couldn't believe it and, and I went down there with my friend and he handed me the phone and I left it was like no problem but he filled out the whole screening form of uh, do you want in do you want in call or out call and he said police station so, it was like I, it was priceless and, and he was gorgeous too and if you've ever been to the, if, if you've ever been to uh, Beverly Hills yeah. Police Station, it is like, yeah, uh, like a five star a hotel lobby. I mean, the, the police station is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what people don't understand is, okay, each county or city, unless you're in some little, like, little podunk town with a population of only a hundred has separate divisions for different things. The regular police at the regular police station yeah. are not concerned with you as a sex worker. Yeah. Only the task force set up just for that is. And they're not the person calling to you telling you to come get your phone. Because they don't know about you till they succeed in arresting you or until your name's on the list and they're trying to. But just to come get your phone, child, you can go on in and get your phone. The same way you can go in and report when somebody raped you. And I know so many disagree with me on that, but I've seen providers do it and win. You can do it. At most, you're still, let's say you do get in trouble too. That's a misdemeanor with like a $1,200 to $1,500 fine and some community service. Get the rapist off. Well, there's the a, they passed like, a law in California where you can now go and report it to the police it. without the fear of being arrested now for, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. some states are like that, but I do know there are a lot of states that aren't. But I just want girls everywhere to know, girls and guys mm-hmm. and all genders, because sexual assault happens to everyone. I just want everyone to know that, you know, again, I tell people all the time who threaten me, look, dude, 
I promise you, I'm willing to eat a misdemeanor. It's okay. It'll be my third one, and I still don't care. As long as you can't do to anyone else mm-hmm. what you're saying you'll do to me or what you've done to me. I'm okay with that. I'll yeah. take the L to protect other people. Like, you know, it's just like, it's yeah, like you, can, you can get right the misdemeanor to protect yourself from the and other people. After your I'm okay with that. That's what I got mine, you know. Oh. You know, that's in certain states. Uh, uh, Virginia, where I caught my first conviction, oh. does not expunge any sex-related mm. crimes at all. I, it's on my record forever. And oh. Georgia thus far has not been willing to expunge. And it, it is what it is, yeah. you know. But again, it's still a misdemeanor. I'm not a felon, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, it's, um, it's going to be interesting, though, because I want to get my passport. And that's the only thing that yeah. might be tricky with it. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, so if what do you wish was different in the way sex workers no, interact I, I don't know I would like other. to see like all the cities have like a meet and greet for, for for providers you know to actually meet them in person like um, I don't know mm-hmm. but I think before we let these girls meet yeah. each other in person we gotta get them to get along online because what you're talking about right now with the way most of these ladies and gentlemen and other genders interact with each other daily, they yeah. can try to kill each other once they recognize each other at a party. There's some real bad. Oh, I know. For no I, I have a couple of well, people, no, like, a couple of girls here in LA that hate me, and I've never like, even really. met them. And they've, you know, they've slandered me and all this. I don't, I don't even know. I haven't right. met them. I don't know what their problem is, but yeah, no, sex workers can be a hard group to get to know, like uh, on a personal level. It's like because a lot of them have a, a lot of trust issues and stuff and they don't trust anybody and yeah and a lot of jealousy yeah. and stuff going on with yeah, yeah. and I think too um, people try to tell me it's because business was slow and this was before COVID and the ugliness started. People are like, well, business is slow and they don't have nothing to do. And so they just have all this idle time to come online and start drama. And now it's, well, COVID's happening. And like, it's just, I don't don't accept those excuses. I'm sorry. I don't accept those excuses because I've been down and out with my kids living in a hotel I've, I've been in work really bad no. situations and yeah, I no, do that's... not choose to lash out at the whole world around me just because of what I'm going through. You could be lashing out at the very people who might be able to help you. So if that is what some of y'all's issue is, let me just plead with you to, you know, if you need a moment in the morning before you pick your phone up and get on social media to adjust your attitude, whether it be with a glass of wine, a, glass, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, Let's sit down, do some, some I don't know, stretches, read a book to calm down first before you bring all your stress and anger to everybody on yeah. social media who hasn't done a thing to you. Like, seriously. Or, or if you're having a bad day, stay off social media. Some days I have bad days. And because of that, I get on just long enough to put my Twitter ad up I call in the morning for whatever it is. 
And then I don't get back on my phone again till two, three o'clock in the morning once the day is over and I've had no. time to get through the day. Y'all don't have to sit on Twitter all day. If what you're seeing on Twitter is making you mad, making you feel some kind of way, you need to comment, interject yourself into everybody's comments and conversation. Yeah. Every time something said you feel like it's about you or about people similar to you, then get off social media because yeah, sometimes I you. sometimes I don't Stay get on it or I get off of it when I. <laughs> You know, it can get a little old sometimes when you see like every other post is, you know, girls posting these big gifts and this and that, like, and then it, after a while it can make you feel bad. Like, what? Gosh, I'm not getting that. Yeah. You know, like, how come these girls are getting these? Uh, and I know some of it's fake. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell yeah, you something. Yeah, I know. I know. And some of it is they bought it themselves. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of it is they bought it themselves. A lot of it is that. I mean, sometimes we do get them, but a lot of it is, um, you know, but we just got to remember some people are really tone deaf and some people think that that is really, really making a difference to the client who is reading Twitter. Um, they think that seeing those, that the guy seeing those high price items who are upscale elite businessmen will think, oh, well, she's the type of girl, you know, but they'd be surprised how many elite businessmen actually want the opposite because they don't want a girl who they feel like is just going to be asking for expensive stuff. They yeah. want a girl who's more down to earth and regular, who is going to spend time with them and be herself because they're tired of being around elite type people all day long in their regular world. So sometimes they want to be around the regular girl who they can just laugh, have fun, have a great passionate time with. And it's a done yeah. deal. Sometimes people want I, the exact opposite of what they are. I have a friend that's, that's um, a provider that are gets amazing opposite. things from her clients, but she never posts any of them. So it's like the ones that really get a lot of things. I, they don't, they're not the, I mean, right. they don't, a lot of them don't post it. It's the ones that post every other thing. I don't know. It's, uh... Yeah, it's, and I think too, um, now there are a few ladies above 40 who do it. I've seen a few of them. But for the most part, it is primarily the younger people doing that. Um, and I don't think they understand that people, that's not interesting. Like, I, I don't think they understand that it's not interesting. I can see doing it once a month, once or twice a month, or if someone gives you something that's like something you really, really, really wanted. But every yeah. day it gets redundant and people don't want to see your timeline anymore because it's never anything. It's never anything of yeah. substance about who you are, who they'll be meeting and spending time with. But, you know, yeah. I digress and I just let folks be them, you know, because. I post nice things that I yeah. either am able to buy for myself or that someone gives me, you know, probably like, I don't know, two, two, three times a month. Not as much now because I can't shop like I used to. But yeah, but I definitely, you know, it wasn't often. Mm -hmm. It literally isn't every lingerie set I have here or every outfit yeah. or shoes I have here. I just uh, wait till y'all see it on me in a photo shoot. <laughs> you know, yeah. like to like you're gonna see it on me eventually. That's why it's here. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. But um, again, because we're pretty much done. Remind the listeners of the city and state you provide in, and let them know if you are now offering in-person meetings. I am based on a lot of California, media, and I also frequent Vegas a lot, and 
I have been seeing people in person the whole time, but not very many because that a lot of most people weren't seeing anybody. So like I was open to seeing people, but I um, March and April were pretty mm -hmm. uh, pretty grim. <laughs> but um, mm -hmm. and I oh my social media is um, Valley yeah. Cat too. So it's V uh, V A L L E Y. K A T and then the number two is that's my Twitter. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. And my social media is at SS Podcast One. That's the same for Twitter and Instagram. And then my main personal Twitter account is at Supergirl Storm. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You I hope do. you enjoy okay, the rest of your day you. and have a great Bye. Memorial Day weekend, Heather.